Hello, good afternoon. Today's podcast is kind of by request. A friend of mine asked me a question the other day and has been picking my brain about having sheep and how to go about doing that. And since she's not the first person to have asked me, I figured I might as well just make a podcast about it. So join me on The Barefoot Shepherdess, a podcast by Mint and Thistle, and today we will be exploring the art of having sheep, and also maybe the art of convincing your husband having sheep is a good idea. So to be honest, my first reaction when people ask me if they should get sheep or goats is this huge, loud no in my head. And the only reason that happens is because I know how much effort and money and time and absurdity goes into having these animals, if you've never done it before particularly. But even if you have done it before, it's still really expensive and time-consuming and insane. So my first step is to usually advise against doing that. But knowing me, if any of you who are listening know me, you know that I have this really incredible talent to rationalize essentially anything that I think is a good idea. So at present, we have nine sheep. And this is a rebound because at one point we had zero. I actually sold my entire flock so we could focus on our house and traveling. And then by and by, we ended up with nine of them. And now I am setting up a podcast to help explain how to have sheep. So what you can expect here, we're going to talk about startup materials and costs and what to do with them, maybe a little bit about finding them, and then a little bit about troubleshooting. But first I want to tell you how I acquired my two favorite sheep, Charlie and Claire. Charlie and Claire were a complete and utter accident, and at the time I had none. I had sold my whole flock like I mentioned. I was at work one day and this phone number popped up on my phone that I didn't recognize, but it was a local number, so I decided to answer it. And it was this old Mainer, and he goes, are you Jennifer? And this like really, I can't even imitate the accent, that's how absurd they are, but this really thick Mainer accent, and I cautiously said yes. He then goes on to explain that he got my phone number from another sheep person and that, do I take bottle baby lambs? And in my head, I went, I definitely do not take bottle lambs. But out of my mouth came the words, absolutely, where are you located? And it was a downward spiral from there involving me driving out to this sort of rural town, Wyndham, and picking up these two baby sheep who were bottle fed and terrified and then just putting them in the back of my Jeep and driving an hour and some change home with my eight-year-old just staring at me like I'm nuts. I actually have a video of it. And, and these two became my very favorite sheep that I've ever had. So out of, I don't know, dozens that I've had, they're definitely my favorite, but they were definitely an accident. And on top of that, they were a Pandora's box because as long as you have two, you might as well have four or five or nine or 20. I don't know, it doesn't matter at that point. It's kind of like having children. I already have one. What is the, I mean, what's the sense in not having another one, right? So this is a slippery slope of sheep, which I'm trying to warn you against. But I will tell you what I had to do in order to prepare for these guys to come home. Okay, so first and foremost, you have to actually contain them. So fencing. Fencing should be the first thing on your brain because these bastards will get out of anything. It's true, especially with goats. Goats see things and they're like, challenge accepted. And they figure out a way to get out of it. Sheep, maybe not so, so much. So fencing. We don't use electric fencing, not to say it's not good. We just don't use it because I don't want to deal with the wire and 
and having children being shocked. So we use field fencing. It's about four feet tall. It looks like chicken wire, but stronger. And we put it up on T-posts for the most part, which are just metal poles you can drive into the ground. I think the metal poles, the T-posts are like six bucks each. And then for 300 feet of wire, you're running like 120 bucks. You have to have more space than you think. These things are always hungry and always eating. And um, so if you're going to be feeding grass, you need a lot more space than you think. I don't have an acreage per animal estimate for you, but big. I don't know. For two sheep, we definitely needed more than an acre to graze them efficiently. So containment, number one. Number two would be where are you going to put them, like your housing? So sheep are, they really hate the summertime and uh, it's just too hot for them. They're literally covered in wool. So of course you sheared them, but at the same time, they're still kind of covered in wool after that. So you have to have something to shield them from the sun. And then of course, during the winter time, they need something to go into. Mine are kind of bizarre and they will choose straight up just not to go into a shelter when it's snowing out. I think that might be an outlier though. They're just odd ducks. So three-sided shelter at a minimum, I like to be able to lock them in, not I, not like required, but it's helpful. So some sort of shed. We've got a plywood one out in our big pasture right now, nothing fancy. So the next thing I guess would be number three is what are you going to feed them? So we feed hay during the winter months and then they're out on pasture because we're very fortunate to have a, a very large farm. So they're out on green grass. So we don't really feed grain unless they are... Um, pregnant and they need some extra nutrients although we do keep a mineral block out there for them all the time but um hey throughout the winter if you're in the northeast like us it's bullshit winter all the time so you have to feed them hay um which will cost you about four dollars a bale and if you really want the formula i'll make a blog post about how to calculate how much hay but you need somewhere to store the hay so the conversation i had earlier with my friend was that if the hay gets wet two things can happen one it can combust which sucks which means whatever you've got it in is going to be burning. And the second thing is, you've got this issue with botulism, which is a really terrible thing. Um, interestingly enough, it's located in Botox as well, but, but in its pure form, botulism is really bad and will kill your animal. So that happens when hay gets wet and rots. And it's just not good all around. And also mold can cause like lung issues. So anyway, you have to have somewhere really good and dry to store your hay if you are one of those people that has to feed hay. If you happen to live somewhere where it's grass 24-7, well, you're very lucky, and I'm envious of you. Those are really the essentials. And then there's some other things you have to think about shearing. So if you want the wool, you probably want somebody professional to come shear your sheep. If you don't care about the wool, you can give it a go yourself. And if you do that, please record it and send it to me. I would love to see somebody try that for the first time. Another thing is if they're pregnant, there's extra minerals and stuff like that they need to be getting. And on top of that, you have to be willing to go elbow deep in a sheep's vulva in order to get a lamb out. And I say that so casually because we've done that before. And um, interestingly enough, you need a veterinary lubricant in order to do that. And one time I had run out of it and I was trying to help a you deliver a lamb and I didn't have any. So we ended up using my sister's like sex lube is kind of hilarious but something I'll never forget being elbow deep in a sheep with my sister's lubricant but um on top of that sheep are also sort of delicate like I don't know as much about goats but there's this saying that says um a live sheep is a healthy sheep or conversely a sick sheep is a dead sheep so yeah 
sheep can be a little bit delicate, so you have to be careful with them. For example, when we put them out on pasture this year, my buddy Charlie had this really round, hard belly because he gorged himself on the grass, and I was a little worried, but I knew there was really nothing I could do about it. Um, very much so. Like a vet can come out, but by the time they came out, he'd probably be gone if it was really an issue. Same thing goes for lambs. And uh, speaking of lambs, when you have them, you have to be prepared to bottle feed them in case something goes wrong with mom, which we have also had before. So you're up all night with these poor little guys who don't know where mom is. They just want to be fed. Um, We had actually like a Chewbacca Wookiee robe that my husband would wear and then cuddle the sheep in and feed them at like two in the morning. It was a weird time, but that's true also. So you have to be prepared for lambs one way or another. So I guess this is a perfect segue into the husband thing. So if you are like me and you want animals and your husband doesn't necessarily love the idea as much as you do, there are a few ways you could probably have a real nice civil conversation and convince him or justify this idea. So if you're looking at goats, goats can be really versatile in many ways. For example, milk, if you eat goat, there's that. And also some goats have fiber that's usable. They're called angora goats. Sheep are similar. You can milk a sheep, although not many people do that in this corner of the world. It's very common in other places, though. Also, lamb, you know, you could eat that, and, and fiber, of course. Another thing is their fan- sheep, particularly, are fantastic um, lawnmowers, and they also fertilize, and they're sometimes really good in, like, apple orchards. So instead of having to mow or use pesticides, or herbicides, rather, you could just throw some sheep out there. So there's that. Um, There's the cute factor, which is really my main motivation for having them. They're adorable and I love them. And they can be very therapeutic. And and a really big one for me is um, they teach children responsibility. So if you have kids and your kids maybe don't have as many chores or something as you'd like them to, um, my kids help, or at least my eight-year-old does. He helps take care of them, helps with fencing, and and also he loves having them so there is some justification for having them and i also will say our immune systems are fantastic because we're dealing with these animals all the time so there you have it jen's sheep 101 i'm sure not a lot of you will ever use this advice but those of you who do let me know if it was helpful or if you have any other questions um i am always willing to talk about sheep i hope everybody has a fantastic day and good luck with your uh, new farming ventures